0: Coming up on today's episode of Real Talk Rentals, we're gonna walk you through the self-management process. What do you need to know and what do you need to have ready if you're gonna self-manage your property? Welcome back to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to give you a behind the curtain look at everything that goes into property management. I'm Ben, I'm your host, and with me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Eric Dixon, the go-to expert in all things property management. And we're gonna really test that knowledge today because anybody who's listened to the podcast before knows we've, Eric has told some horror stories, trials and tribulations of self-management. So that's what we're gonna talk about today is what you gotta do to do it correctly. Yeah. Um, and I wanna preface this, and we'll touch on it a lot, but we're in Arizona; the laws are different. Wherever you are, so you know that's that's my one tip: is make sure you look up the laws and regulations for your state.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll try and keep this uh, general enough to where it applies to all states. But you know, hopefully, if you're in Arizona, you're considering us to manage it. But the truth is that a lot of people, regardless of area, whether you're in Arizona or, or elsewhere, are going to consider self management. So we're kind of wanted to provide a guide. Um, and I'm hopeful that what we came up with will be, uh, helpful for, for those listening.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's jump right into it. Um, you famously have, uh, told some mistakes you made in the early days and and lessons learned. So let's kind of start at the beginning. You have a property. You want to rent it out. You've decided to self-manage. What are the first things a person needs to be aware of when going into self-management?
1: Yeah. And this is actually kind of the, uh, we even when we're approaching our clients interested in our service, it's okay if the best solution for them is self-management. We want to provide sure. them at least a little bit of a few tools and uh, and help along the way. So I, I always tell people, be proactive. So if you're considering self-management, truly considering it, listen to the what, what we'll spell out here. And I Today I made kind of a list to make sure like here is kind of the guide that you would go through. But then you can consider that and say, man, am I committed to doing that? Or should I consider hiring a third party property management company? Um, But hopefully this, this will open your eyes a little bit to like, Hey, maybe I could do this um, as a self-manager. So number one would be, be proactive and treat it like a business. So it really is whether you hire a business like us or another management company, or whether you do it yourself you have to treat it like a business There's, okay. you know, in Arizona, there there's a, there's even taxes and re- rental sales tax and stuff. It, it is just like a business. Um, so you, you ask yourself the following several questions, right? Um, boiled down to even phone number, like, Hey, what phone number am I going to use? Do I want to get a Google voice number? Do I want to get do a second, a second phone number? I know on the new iPhones, even you can have two SIM cards, yeah. in one phone. So you're like, hey, am I gonna have a second number? I don't want him texting my personal cell phone,
0: or do you? You gotta do that right from the beginning too, because yeah. once you give them your phone number, you can't out of say, the hey, yeah, yeah, use this number from now on. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, he's only gonna answer if I text him at 3 a.m. to his personal number.
1: Yeah, and and then along with the phone number, right? It's a email address. Maybe right. you want your LLC or your rental portfolio to have its own email. Um, and if you're gonna go to the extremes of getting a uh, another phone number, another email address, you got to get a PO box. Right. You don't want them knowing your home address, you know, yeah. and so the tenants and so forth. So PO box for that, or just get a, you know, at the UPS or FedEx store, they have the, the PO boxes there. Um, and then you ask yourself, okay, I've got all that stuff set up. How am I going to market this thing? Am I going to go on Zillow, Craigslist, Facebook marketplace, Trulia, RentBits, rentalhomes.com, you know, all these different websites. Right. Um, am I going to do open houses on the weekends? Am I going to be available for showings and so forth? How am i going to take the pictures do i have a lockbox, or am i just going to keep the keys in my truck with me all the time um and then what's my availability for showings so get, say okay i've got all that locked down then say i find somebody interested what how am i going to process their background check their credit check how am i going to know if they're sex offenders or not have a criminal history do i have a landlord verification form that i can send their previous landlord you know proactively walk yourself through those like so that when it comes up You look like the pro self-manager, you know, and, um, what you don't want. And this has happened to me where somebody likes the unit and they're like, Hey, I'll take it. I'll move in Saturday. And I'm so excited about them moving in Saturday that I'm like, do you know what? They're pretty
0: decent. Yeah. Car looks clean. Probably not a sex offender. Yeah.
1: Probably, (laughs) probably not a sex offender. You know, you know, that guy would not be a criminal. Yeah. That, you know, and so they have great kids or whatever. And I'm just like, do you know what? If you guys sign the lease, give me the cash, whatever. And then I just move them in. And really, what I should have done is said, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that you're uh, excited about it. Here's actually this form. Fill out this application. Process it online or whatever." Yeah. So be proactive and have that that set up, um, assuming that that all goes well. You know, checks the boxes, credit's good, income's good. They move in. What lease am I going to use? You know, so right. you don't want to just the day before say, "Do you know what? I'm just going to Google it." Just like Arizona lease, print template. You're like yeah. filling it out, and then there's stuff in there that's like wait a second, that doesn't apply to me. Or, right. or even worse is you don't know what you don't know and you wish that you had a few paragraphs in there to protect yourself, not just uh, some legal Zoom, you know, uh, Arizona lease. Um, so say you, you've got the lease done. How am I going to collect the rent? Am I going to accept cash, check, money order, Zelle, Venmo, PayPal, you know, whatever it is. So understand, hey, this is how I want to collect it. And then what am I going to do? It should be in the lease. Like I if the check bounces. But what are you going to do really? Like when the check bounces, are you ready to send them a 5-day notice? Are you ready to right. reach out and do all that?
0: Are um, you prepared? You're not going to, you know, have to foreclose on this rental if they don't pay for two months.
1: Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, "Hey, do I have enough in reserves cuz they're going to miss rent?" You know whether it's your first tenant, your second tenant, your third tenant, whatever it is, eventually you're going to have somebody that either bounces a check, pays rent late, or gets in a situation where you have to you have to contact an attorney to help you. Um, so, you know, just walk yourself through that. Okay, I've collected the rent. And then uh, the last little bullet point I put is make sure that, and again, goes with being proactive, that you have relationships with, with each kind of category within renting. So make sure you have an attorney that you've talked to before. Like, hey, Ben, maybe you're the attorney. Hey, I'm hoping I never have to talk to you, but what? how much would it cost if I need to evict sure. somebody? Hey, if I need you to work with me on a letter, how much? How much is your fee per hour, or whatever? You know, have that relationship ahead of time for landlord-tenant issues. Make sure you have contractors and or handyman, plumbers, HVAC, roof, uh, landscaping, electrician. You know, yeah. have some. Have a rolodex, not a physical rolodex, because yeah. it's 2023. <laughs> but um, you know, have have a uh, the contacts and, and info there, and then insurance. Make sure you have your you make sure you're insured with an insurance brokerage or agency but make sure your tenant is as well right you should have a referral for them you know for insurance and then make sure you have a good relationship with whoever's doing your books you know a, a cpa or a bookkeeper whoever's going to help you not just collect the rent and tally that up and keep track of that but who's going to file your taxes every year your income taxes who's going to write off right. the appreciation and the the fees and, and that sort of stuff um and so really the starting, the starting point is be proactive, go through that list and say, okay, am I willing to pay for a Google voice number, pay for an email address, and maybe that'd be free, pay for a, uh, a PO box. You know, marketing it online, your first time marketing it on Zillow is free. They get you, that's awesome. Hey, get next time it costs money. So yeah. it's kind of like, hey, is, is paying some of these nickel and dime things, is it worth it or do I hire somebody? So... A lot of times you're like, no, it's worth it. I've got the time and I've got the energy to do it. So
0: yeah, um, it's kind of like uh, I do a lot of web design for our company. And when, before you start building a website, you literally, you want to tree it out on every possible oh, yeah.
1: map, map out all the scenarios, all you the scenarios,
0: And I'll think I have it all. And then I'll show it to my boss, Adam, and he'll be like, what happens if they click right there? I'm like, well, they won't click right there. He's like, somebody will click yeah. right there. What happens if they it's click not, right there?
1: The last 404 page or whatever. yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, you have to think of so really think of all those scenarios, you know, map it out and say, yeah. like, hopefully they don't skip out on rent, but what if they do? Well, I think that
1: large large portion of the population, they're great that they're rent, they're awesome tenants, yeah, they're self-managers that are awesome. And they're like, dude, this is this is a cakewalk, right? It just takes one bad scenario them to be like, okay, this is not worth it. And then they hand it over. And that's a huge part of our business, right? Is attracting those, those self-managers that either run out of time, they figure out their time is worth way more than, than the fees are. And, or they run into a scenario that they're like, dude, that is not worth it. Like just the risk reward is way off at a skew
0: there. All right. So on that note, if you are Self-managing. What kind of tools, processes, you know, software do you think you need to keep that all in check? You know, all those, all those things you listed before—the collecting the rent and stuff like that. Yeah. What What do you need to to manage that if you're doing it by yourself?
1: So the, uh, you know, there's kind of what I call bootlegging it, and then there's or you can do, kind of legitimize it. Right. Bootlegging it for me was Google Sheets. You know, or at the time it was Excel, but um, but you know, it's you collect the rent. I uh, I had a view only version for the tenant. I shared it with them. And then I had the editable one and, and <laughs> it is kind of like, Hey, when you pay rent, I'll put, you know, the amount paid yeah. the check number here, you're running balances there. And it's like, dude, you know what? It gets the job done. And if they're paying rent, it's easy to track. It shows them, shows their check number or their, Hey, Venmo cleared this date or whatever. And then it, it shows you too. Um, or th- there are third-party things. A lot of people do, um, QuickBooks online. Sure. And they just, yeah. you know, it doesn't create a lease and it's not connected to DocuSign and it doesn't make it legit like that, but just money in money out, um, gives you the ability for them to pay online, um, through ACH and stuff like that. It does have a ledger and you can have a customer and, and yeah, a lot of things. And so, an easy
0: way for your, um, your tenant to get their own tracking. I know yeah. like whenever I pay something on QuickBooks, the first thing that pops up is like print an invoice oh, yeah, and yep. I can have that whole transaction recorded.
1: Yeah. And so for the tenant's experience and the landlord, QuickBooks Online is a simple one. It's fairly inexpensive and uh, it kind of, the financials can be tracked. Sure. Uh, Year-end stuff, quarter stuff, all that. Um, there are online property management app- applications. Mm-hmm. Those really aren't going to make sense unless you're managing 25 to 50 or more on your own. Right. And then at that point, I'm telling you, even the more you'd get, you think you could save more with scale. It's like, no, that's when you really want to hand it over. Sure. But if you want to try and do it yourself, um, I actually have a neighbor. A uh, funny enough, he has a 52-unit apartment complex. Hits me up, hey, what software should I get to manage this myself? You know, and I, I gave him a couple options and said, hey, look, it's kind of a what you're going to pay that software company yeah. isn't a lot less than you could pay us just to handle it all. Right. And you wouldn't pay the software, and you wouldn't pay this, and. He's retired and he's kind of just like, look, man, this is my, this is kind of my day job. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, That sort of thing. But it made sense because he has 50 units and he can pay, you know, a a big software suite, you know, to do that. Um, You're going to have, so aside from the finances, maybe QuickBooks, you're going to want some third party site to do your background checks and and make sure that, uh, that they do criminal background check, sex offender check, eviction history, landlord history, and then income. Debt-to-income ratios. You're going to want to study their bank statements, and and that sort of thing. So, um, if you're not super tech savvy, you could just go old school, like bootleg the the filing cabinet and the paper ledger and stuff. I I've done everything in between (laughs) as well. You know, it's like collect cash on a Sunday morning on my way to church, and then you get there and they're like, hey, only have three hundred, not eight hundred, and you're like, well, you collect it, not realizing that collecting partial rent. Is actually accepting rent for that month, and so you're like, dude, this is this is crazy. So, yeah. um and then I would say um, having some way to store your documentation, whether it's copies of leases, uh, maintenance work orders, that sort of thing. So you could go something simple, that's Google Docs. You could do um, Evernote, or or just save in a shared folder, something. But I would say you want to be able to access it 24 seven from your phone, from your iPad, from your laptop, right. because. It, you know, you're going to want to reference when the tenant says, Hey, the water heater's out again. Like, didn't I just replace that thing? And you can look on and say, dude, I just replaced that two years ago. That's under a six year warranty. And you you can kind of work on it from there. It's not just going by memory and going like, man, I wish I would have saved that receipt. Sure. So, um, and then the, the other proactive thing with, especially with software and all of that is make sure you have a backup landlord ready, you know, Um, you know, if you're on vacation or if you're going to be at a cell service or maybe you're on a hunting trip and you're going to be at a cell service for three days, I can tell you that'll be the three days that your fridge goes out. Sure. Or that'll be the three days that your HVAC, your heater, your plumbing, something will go out. Right. Yeah. So that,
0: that happened to me actually with my, uh, landlord. I feel bad. I'm always I'm not putting her on blast. She's yeah, like, <laughs> long time listener. Ben's landlord. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. But, um, anyway, she was on vacation and had no cell service where, wherever she was. And, Our fridge went out and you've told
1: me, right? You guys never, you never really need anything. Hardly.
0: No, no, no. I, I, I think I know after working here that we're ideal tenants,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're you're the model tenant. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, pay our bills. Everything's good. You know, we'll hit her up if something breaks, but the fridge went out and I'm texting her, texting her husband, nothing. And I was like, what do, what do we do? I ended up, she's in real estate and she's, her partner is her dad. So there's signs all around our neighborhood when she's selling a house or something. Yeah. So I called her dad and was Just like, randomly. Not yeah. not because she gave you that number. No, she didn't <laughs> give me a backup number. So like, unless you That's want your great, tenant dude. calling your dad, like I, I called him and, and he took care of it and he said, I'll get somebody out there. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. And, uh, and it, they handled it and it was great. But if you don't have that backup person, you're going yeah. to get someone like me texting, you know whatever public information is available, yeah, they'd they, like,
1: be scouring Facebook, being like, "Well, my landlord is friends with this Jennifer person. Maybe yeah. I'll just message
0: her, Let's see what Jennifer can do for <laughs> me." Um, But yeah, her her dad had to set up a repair guy to come out, and it ended up they had to buy a fridge, and he was like, "I'm just going to front her, yeah, the yeah. money because they're on like an Alaskan fishing trip or whatever." And yeah,
1: no, and and that's a perfect example of like it wasn't life or death. You know, fridge going out, food goes bad. It, it's a big deal, but. It wasn't life or death, but it would have been so easy if you're like, she's like, Hey, I'm leaving town. Make sure if I'm, if you need anything, call my dad. Yeah, exactly. And so it's proactively letting them know when you leave town, when you hire a management company, they've got somebody on call 24 seven, regardless if somebody's on on vacation, (laughs) somebody's got to answer that phone. Yeah. So I would just say, be proactive with that. Um, Have either technology in place or a third party service or, you know somebody in your family or somebody that that is going to respond to texts and emails and and
0: phone calls in your absence okay. So on that note, that's a perfect segue into the next question is how do you keep a professional relationship? When you are also the property manager, you're going to be the face they know with the home. How do you keep that relationship professional? Um like I said, I'm a perfect tenant. so my landlord yeah. doesn't have to worry. but, I know where she lives. Yeah. You know, like I got to imagine that's not an ideal situation.
1: Yeah. And, and I've, I've gotten stuck in the middle of that, even myself personally, where it's just like, Hey, I'm wearing two hats. I'm the landlord and the property manager. And they are two separate hats because as the property owner, you feel it's more emotional. You know, you want to take care of the house. They want you to do stuff for them. There's a trust with the property manager. There still is, is, those things, but it's more of a business relationship where it's like, Hey, look, Me as the property manager, my job is to uphold the lease. Then I'm going to go to the owner and say, hey, these are your options. I'm going to go to the tenant and say, these are your options. But when it's the same person, it can oftentimes be a little gray. And you're like, oh man, I want to help you, man. But look, the lease is this. And you know, we have to go down this route. So it it is hard, you know. I at the end of the day, I love being in property management because it provides housing and the most essential one of the one of our biggest needs in life. You know, we can. If we knock it out of the park, we can provide that for them, sure. and and as a self-managing landlord, you can do that too. It's very fulfilling. Yes, and along the way, you can make some money while you're doing it. But you can make money and have a great investment while still being a rock star landlord
0: right. And without them knowing your personal,
1: Yeah. Address and phone number. And and then, (laughs) you know, I I mentioned it right at the beginning a little bit too, but being one thing I did skip over, if you want to take the personal side out of it, they can know your name is Ben. Yeah. But to not have your personal address on, on the documents and stuff, you could have that PO box. You could have it in an LLC. So the lease is actually between, you know, Ben, Ben LLC and the tenant, not, you know, you personally in the tenant. Right. There is some barrier with, uh, just with the LLC we talked about Google Voice or some sort of uh, voice over IP texting service or, or phone number. Um, I would consider another email address. I mean, it matters too. You know, if we're talking to you and you have one property, that's awesome. That's not insignificant, Yeah, but it may be... It may be overkill to go way, you know, new phone number, new email, new P.O. box, new everything for one. Yeah. But certainly if you're building a rental portfolio, yeah. it is legitimately another business. Like you need to make sure it should have a business address. Sure. You know, it shouldn't be your home. You know, it should have a, a business entity. It shouldn't be your personal name. Um, you should have a tax ID. You should have everything separate so that if something does happen, heaven forbid, something crazy happens, they can't go after you personally. Right. Um. I, I, you want to kind of separate the, it, it's coming to my church and state that doesn't make sense, but you know, it's the, yeah. You, know, you want to keep your, your business with your tenants and your business with your home separate.
0: Sure. Okay. So last question here, you've had some great stories in the past about, you know, mopping up blood with your mom and all sorts of stuff and self-management. <laughs> um, what do you think is the most common mistake? If you were going to tell somebody in self-management, I'm going to give you one piece of advice. Don't do this. What is the most common mistake they make?
1: Dude, it's just self-managing in general. Just yeah. in
0: general. <laughs> it's the
1: biggest mistake you'll ever make. Not no, hiring professionals. No, but in all, in all seriousness, I would say the biggest mistake in self-managing is the, the idea that you're saving a lot of money doing it. Um, if you're doing it strictly to save money, I, I encourage you go through the list of like, okay, these are the inexpensive things. And, and I know from experience, cause I have a couple different things like Gmail, you can get your own business accounts, five bucks a month. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's cheap. I want a voiceover IP Google number might be free, but then I want texting and all this stuff might be another five bucks. I, you know, my PO box is $15 a month, My, you know, all this stuff. And you're like, okay, it adds up. It's not a lot. You're not going to save a lot of money. Right. <clears throat> and then, Factor in your time and you got it. I mean, even the simple exercise of what's my hourly rate professionally, you know, and and some of us are on salary or hourly rates and all this stuff, but it's like, what, what is, what is my time worth? Yeah. Whatever. Is it 10 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour, $50 an hour, a hundred dollars an hour? Dude, if just find out what your time is worth and then you factor that in and you're like, dude, I'm going to be spending hundreds of dollars a month in time and resources and actual hard cash in managing this rental to save $100 a month or 75 or right. you know, whatever the management fee is or a percentage or wherever, wherever it is. So I think the biggest mistake is just immediately deciding I'm going to do self-management for cost. Sure. Now, self-managing, there is a place in the market for it. Absolutely. It's something like 50% or 60% or more of all landlords self-manage.
0: Oh, really? I didn't you
1: know. It's, it's yeah. a big number, right? But it's dwindling. Every year it's going down because people are realizing I think management used to cost a lot. You know, it was it was a huge percentage of rent. Sure. And they're like, dude, I can't do this. But now it's like, dude, for pennies on the dollar, just take yeah. my problems away. Right. So um it, it's becoming that self management number is dwindling. But if you find yourself in that box, just understand, is it worth it? Are you doing it because you love it? Then dude, do do you. You yeah. do you and you love it. But if you're doing it to try and save money, I almost I pretty much guarantee you you are not saving money. Yeah. Um, So I would say that's the biggest mistake. Um, Your time is worth more, and I always tell people it's kind of a running joke, but your time is not tax deductible when it comes to managing your own property. Right. A management fee is. So it's (laughs) like, and and tell that to your spouse or your kids. You know, it's like I can't tell you. Luckily, my kids were young and maybe they didn't notice or see. But like, hey, hey, Jen, I got to run home and or I got to run by and pick up rent. So I'm gone for an hour. You know, going. Uh, to pick up rent at unit one unit seven i'm running over to this one picking up rent i could be playing with my kids yeah i could be you know building my relationship i could be watching the sports game with my buddies yeah but no i'm collecting rent to save tens of dollars (laughs) yeah this month and while i'm there i'm collecting cash and i'm doing all this stuff and it just it it turns it snowballs into this big thing um the uh i had one more one more thought was and it, it references back to another pod we did about finding out your why and so it's it's kind of yeah. like just understand that and if your why is i want to learn i want to be able to retire from my job and self manage my portfolio and that's what i want to do more power to you listen to this and maybe it'll encourage you to go harder and more be a better self manager sure but for the for the general the general consensus is really going to be no my why is i'm buying investment properties to get out of the rat race of life yeah. And, and I want to spend time with my family and my kids and my friends. I don't want to collect rent and that it's going to help you realize like, dude, just hire an awesome property manager. And right. Done with it. But the the whole point of today is it is absolutely possible. This should be kind of a mini 20 minute guide of yeah. to do's of be a self-manager. And that will either, you're going to sit there and go, okay, yeah, I can do that. Or, oh, that sounds horrible.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go hire a manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We we um I'll tell one quick story here before we wrap up. Uh friend of the pod, Matt, we were at I'm mentioning him every episode now, but we were we used to work out together at the this CrossFit gym in the morning. And um my neighbor also worked out there and he owned like two other two or three houses in our neighborhood. And um, you know, Matt's a shark and Matt's just going, Why aren't you signing up with us? Why aren't you signing up with us? And he finally goes, You know, I, I would, but it's, it's like 50% of my rent each month to pay you guys. And we're like, who told you that? Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, that's how much property management costs. And we're like, man, you know what? We will tell you how much we charge, but go do some Googling. Yeah. yeah, And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, and dude. That's, yeah. The, uh, somebody
1: actually, so recently more, Matt was training a, a new, uh, a new salesperson here recently and, uh, a call came in and they said, Hey, what? I think they said 35 or 40%. They say, are you guys 35 or 40% of rent? And they thought we were a vacation rental in like, I, I don't know, some obscure part of uh Arizona that actually they do. They almost charge 50% of rent because it's, you know, it is very niche where this is. Yeah. And Matt ended up telling them like, no, we're flat fee. And here's our kind of our breakdown. And they're just like flabbergasted. Like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> like, how do you guys make money? And, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, we make money in, in scale, but in service based businesses, we want to earn your business for one, two, five, ten 10 years. We're not going to make money, you know, in the first year or, two, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a long game. So it, it's funny, man. I, I think a lot of people, they think that they're going to save money. And I really do think that's the biggest mistake in self-management is right. I'm going to save a thousand dollars a year. It's like, okay, let's boil that down by, it's going to take you a hundred hours. Yeah. So you're going to save 10, you're charging yourself $10 an hour of your time, resources, liability, you know, all that stuff. It's just not worth it. You know?
0: So I'm not going to play with my kids, but it'll all be worth it when they see that $10 that I leave them.
1: And it's like, maybe, maybe you're thinking, Hey, I'm going to save all this money. And then when my kid turns 40, they're going to inherit this thing. it's like, I can promise you, man, they'd rather spend time with you today yeah. than inherit your house in 40 years. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, right. I don't know. That's getting a little, a little mushy and, and emotional yeah. there, but.
0: All right. Well, you convince me I'm never going to self-manage. Oh, um, oh but thought, this
1: is the guide to yes, self-manage. No.
0: <laughs> I just know myself personally. And I know looking at this list that I would be the first one to be like, "You ha- here's the keys. You handle this. Um, my wife, on the other hand, would be amazing at it. She's very organized. So. Yeah. That's it for us this time. Um, Be sure to follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to and leave us a five-star review if you can. It really helps out. And we'll see you guys next time.